1: They get their minutes, and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black.
0: Minute 52, Gordon's plan gets some detail. Ongoing note, Leonard remains alone, hitting places in the maze where our heroes have already been. To tackle Minute 52, we have Tierney Steele and Mark Carlucci of Return to Oz Minute.
1: You come home,
0: there's a giant maze in your living room. You're like, what the? There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is whack-a-doodle crazy. This
2: doesn't
0: make any sense. to It's like
2: a fucking cocktail party in here.
0: If I get a few words from you before you go.
2: Welcome back to minute fifty-two of whatever this is. <laughs> um, I I should have. I should have asked Robert what he was going to do for an intro, but he said not to worry about it, and clearly I didn't. I'm Tierney Steele. I was the co-host on Never Ending Minute and Return to Oz Minute.
0: And I'm Mike Carlucci, also of Return to Oz Minute.
2: The last time we were with you was back in Minute 23, when we were interviewing, questioning... Something going on with Annie. Harry was having a little bit of a hissy fit. And we are dropped into minute 52 into a few seconds of sexy backlit dancing. (laughs) Things have changed, but (laughs) yeah. (laughs) No idea. And someone's walking across the front. We probably would know if we knew what this movie was beyond its title and year of release. Um, But luckily, after a few seconds, we get to see our friend Annie again. Gordon's back. Um, Technically, we see the camera and Boom Operator, but from behind for a second, this is really a conversation between Annie, Gordon, and Dave! They found him! Yep, yep. Last we saw, Annie said her goal was to find Dave. And now we are getting talk of defeating a heart, (laughs) taking something down. Uh, Yeah, it, it ends with Dave explaining that there is no weak spot because he didn't make one. And when Annie says, why didn't you make one? He says, because if I made one, then somebody could destroy it. And we'll never know what they could do.
0: To be continued.
2: Yes. Yeah. I mean it's it's clear where this is going. Uh whatever and we learned in Minute 23 that Dave could bring inanimate objects to life. Clearly he has brought something to life that they need to take down, and they are trying to get out of him what its weakness could be, how they could defeat it. Um and that's it's actually kind of a sweet minute. Uh, so the last time we were here, we talked about Gordon, played by Adam Bush, Warren of Buffy fame. We talked about Annie, Mira, still not on Game of Thrones, but that's okay. She's great. Um, we have a new character here, Dave, played by Nick Thune. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce T-H-U-N-E.
0: Nick Thune.
2: We're going with it. Uh, he's in Venom. Shrug, if you're seeing Venom. Um, he was in Knocked Up and Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. Uh, the credit that jumped out to me was that he was Teddy on Burning Love, which is one of my favorite reality spoop shows. Because people thought it was real. <laughs> and it brought me much joy.
0: Interesting. I've never heard of Burning Love.
2: Ah, uh, it's um. Do you remember all those Flavor of Love and Rock of Love shows? And oh, the Bachelor! It's a it's a takeoff on the Bachelor. Oh,
0: probably. okay, I've I heard of the yeah, yeah, I've heard of the Bachelor.
2: Yeah, so it's it's a mockery of the Bachelor or the Bachelorette, I guess, because it's a girl. Okay. Um. So you can imagine already. This is great. Um, it starred people like Nick Thune and Ken Marino and people who I recognized from many different things. But apparently a lot of America did not recognize. And so people would go online and be very angry about the show that was a joke because they thought it was a real dating show. Oh.
0: <laughs> uh.
2: It's fantastic. In later seasons they started getting, I think Adam Brody was on it, and that's when people were like, wait a minute! He's famous! That's not him! And I'm like, yes, I know. This has been the whole thing this whole time. (laughs) Um, And I feel really bad. I don't like, he's been in a lot of things like, I watched every episode of Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. I I couldn't tell you who he is, but it's it's, it's fine. So
0: i never watched don't trust the bee in apartment 23 but i kind of felt like it according to imdb it was on from 2012 to 2013 and my memory clearly places that in like 2002 2003 i don't know why but i like really it was it was then a show i didn't watch but i had, i had heard of because it was a weird title.
2: Well, don't be in apartment twenty three famously starred James Vanderbeek as James Vanderbeek. And in two thousand two Dawsons was still running.
0: <laughs> oh, I see I didn't even know that Vanderbeek was in that. He yeah. was He the Bee? No. Vander the Vander No. No, okay.
2: <laughs> Although that would have been an amazing spinoff. <laughs> oh, missed opportunity. <laughs>
0: All all I had to add to Nick Thune was that uh, he was in a a movie called Not Fade Away, which... Oh, no, he was in Don't Fade Away, and it made me think of Not Fade Away, which was the final episode of Angel the Series, with David Boreanaz and, uh...
2: Speaking of spinoffs. Yeah, and,
0: you know, Wesley Wyndham Price and Cordelia and, uh... I don't know who else. Is, who else? Name? Name? I know the guy with the long hair. <laughs> Lindsay. So he he wasn't in the the last episode. I think Lindsay was Lindsay was long gone. Uh, spoiler! Uh, spoiler alert!
2: <laughs> uh, you got it! You did it! You did it! Yes. Uh, people may remember from minute twenty three. Not only do Mike and I go down pop culture rabbit holes, I guess
1: is the term, but uh, we
2: are notoriously bad at knowing what should and should not have the spoiler alert in front of it. Um, So we've got Annie crouching next to the. Gordon and Dave are, you know, flustered, I guess is the word, when they sit down against this wall. Um, They're calming down. Annie's saying, you know, Gordon, I need you. She gets him paying attention. She's questioning Dave. She's, you know, doing the, you know, make eye contact with me. Okay, I'm asking my question. I was a little annoyed that she asks, you know, you said, uh, where were we? Something about a heart. Uh, where is a heart? Can we stop it? And Dave starts to kind of answer her, but he's stuttering. He's not really getting it. And Gordon says, you know, Dave, you said that you started from the center and then you built outward. And Gordon throws out a few examples. You know, is there a heart, a generator, a light switch? And what I hate is that Dave is like, oh, you mean like – Asking the exact same question Annie did. I am back on my Annie's the Star of a Feminist Rant Movie (laughs) idea. Um, but that's when we get the, uh, I do love Dave's uh, Oh, you mean like your castles? Yes! No. (laughs) Like, that's a drag, because if we could, we could destroy it and go home. Um yeah I I was kind of like, what, what about what Gordon was saying would trigger it whereas Annie's question series of questions wouldn't, but I'm getting that Dave isn't maybe the sharpest pencil in the box. He seems like a very nice guy and I love the exchange between him and Gordon. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe not the smartest.
0: Yeah, Dave seems to respond to Gordon only out of sheer frustration that the two of them won't leave him alone.
2: Mm.
0: And he just finally says something.
2: And he seems so pleased with himself when he gets it, and then immediately crushes their dreams of escape. They
0: die. Yeah.
2: Although I I think
0: his cliffhanger aside, I've seen enough Star Trek episodes to know they're only a little bit of technobabble away from being able to get out of this situation. Oh, you didn't build the thing everyone always builds? Well, cool. why don't you just use the phase inducers and reverse the polarity of the deflector dish? And now we have that thing that no one ever had, you know, doesn't have, but now we have one that's better. Yeah.
2: So whatever he built, it's a maze. He built a maze starting from the center, building outward like a seashell. And it does not have a heart, a generator, a light switch, or a primordial clay.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: And it does not have a chrysalis. How do you say it? Why is it now that I'm looking at that word, I can't say it, even though I knew exactly when he said it what it was.
0: So I think he says a chrysalis, which looking that up, the closest one I could find for a chrysalis is like part of a butterfly uh in the larval state Which doesn't really I mean I guess you could say that's the heart of the transformation, but it It doesn't really mm. seem like heart to me. If that if that's the same word. Maybe he, he says it quickly. Maybe there's yeah. another chrysalis and I've just Miriam Webster has failed I listen,
2: me. But. I listened to it a bunch of times, and that's the word I got out of it. Um, it, it does seem like Dave is working on something different than, like, he's still stuck on his, like, a seashell thing, <laughs> and Gordon and Annie have already moved past that.
0: Yeah, um. I was trying to relate it to the heart of a, a seashell. You know, the, mm. but it's, it's kind of, I don't know. Then again, I didn't build the maze. Maybe Dave was picturing a butterfly unfurling as uh, as he designed it,
2: which makes sense from what they were saying about starting at the center and building out. But according to Dave, at the center is no weakness because if you put in a weakness, I mean the the end of this has got to be that someone could exploit it, destroy it. <laughs> um. Unless he's going to get really sappy and someone could break his heart if there's a heart. I don't know. Um, oh,
0: I didn't even think of that. If there's oh, a really? heart, someone
2: could break it. I mean, we don't know, Dave. Maybe he's working through something with this maze. Oh, jeez. That was blowing your mind while we're recording. Um, you
0: know who else didn't have a heart? Tin man. Put him.
2: <laughs> Back to our brand. Um, I just... Alright. I love this minute because it's our second minute. And Annie found Dave. Her mission is complete. It's very satisfying. Right? It's great. And we see the cameraman and boom operator. so the movie is still going on here, or still being made, or whatever this is. Or... So what we have... Oh, go ahead. Or
0: maybe it's a found footage film but we're seeing the found footage footage
2: oh that seems very unnecessary but it doesn't make any less sense than anything else we've come up with I don't know (laughs) we know that there is a movie being made Still, Uh, Dave made a maze and can bring inanimate objects to life and they need to defeat something So my guess is that they are trapped in the living maze with no hope of escape based on this conversation. Yeah, pretty much. I'll be like, they aren't trapped. They're in a movie. (laughs) Well, I guess it
0: depends on, on which movie they're in. The movie we're watching, the movie they're making. It could be a documentary. Someone's still filming them filming it.
2: I'm just saying people are feeling very trapped and worried about being exploited and their hearts. I think this is all just a very elaborate group therapy session. Any minute now they're going to wake up and what's-his-face, the Gnome King, will be leaning over them. (laughs) (laughs) Before he's taken to jail. (laughs) Calm down, he's going to jail. Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to think. So they're in the maze, right? Because the, the last minute we were here for, minute 23, it looked like they were in a room where the walls were covered with pieces of paper. But now they are in a cave. But not a natural cave, because if you look at that still. Stilag-
1: when you come into a limestone stilag- cave, stilag- you can't stilag- help noticing the stalactites coming down from the ceiling Shoot, and the stalagmites
2: the floor. I can't remember it for which one comes up from the ground. But that's not natural. That's a man-made Cave, right?
0: It's, uh, it's stalagmites come up, right? Thank you. Isn't it that, uh, stalactites are, like, T is higher than M? Or, or it looks like a T and it looks like an M?
2: Oh, maybe that's it? I thought there was a poem, like, to connect them to what they are, but maybe I am thinking of that. Give um, either way thank you for knowing, because I was going to have to Google that for my own mental well-being.
0: Wait, which one did I say it was? mate. Okay, I was right. <laughs> yeah, the stalactites hang you're... from the ceilings.
2: You're... You can... Mike, you're editing this episode. You can be as right as you want, because... <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's... It's weird because it looks like a cave in those wide shots, but then when you're seeing it up close, you're like, "Oh, well, someone!" I mean, obviously, someone made it, but you—you know—you get the. But yeah, but if they can't t- get trapped in a living, see, I was like, "Oh, they're trapped in the living maze, and they have to destroy it to escape, and then they can all go home," which is a, their new goal now that they have found Dave. But they—they they can't. This isn't some. Sarlacc sandworm nonsense, is it?
0: No, it seems like... It seems like the maze... The maze is a structure, right? And the living stuff is the inanimate objects, unless you brought the maze to life.
2: That's what I thought. But what else could they have to defeat to go home?
0: What lives in the in the maze to protect it? The Minotaur!
2: The Minotaur! The classics geeks ride again. I'm one of them. I thought of Minotaurs too. Um, I'm really sad we don't get to see a Minotaur. Although, actually, no, I'm not. Because given what I have seen of this movie, I would not enjoy it. It would just make me sad. Well, so from
0: what we can see, it does look like the sets are made of paper. Which could be that the cave isn't, you know, is paper or cardboard or something like that. Or the maze. Uh,
2: which, and then he could bring it to life.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Does he, like, could he bring a pencil to life? Or did, could he bring an origami bird to life because it's paper and origami? Like, maybe, where? maybe he can only bring paper things to life. <gasps> oh,
2: I mean, where are Gary and Victoria of Harry Potter a minute when you need to debate if something is sentient?
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, <laughs> if, if you
0: don't know where it's, uh, where it's brains are, don't trust anything that you don't know where it keeps its brain.
2: No. Very true. Not bad advice. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I, I saw your Minotaur reference, so maybe there is something in the maze. Maybe that's it. Um, but you also have a question in our shared notes here. Why do you have to build a weak spot? And you have read a lot more sci-fi than me doesn't It's always a back door. I mean, is, isn't that how, how the world works?
0: Yeah, but he, he's saying like intentionally you have you have to build a weak spot and if you don't, you know and, and he chose not to because that's his maze is perfect.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But the, even the loosest definition of a weak spot would just be a way out, right?
2: Okay.
0: Oh, I can tie this back into Nick Cage. Uh, spo- <laughs> spoiler alert: uh, National Treasure One. <laughs> uh, the Nick Nick and his father uh, talk about uh, mining and building tunnels, and the first thing you would do when you got down was to build an air shaft back up. So. Like, building building the maze that he had no way of getting out of. According to Dave's definition, even the way out is a weak spot. Which means, what was his plan exactly? If he didn't build the weak spot, or the way out?
2: Well, when they are talking about a structural weakness, Dave says... Actually, I wonder what Dave's backstory is, because he says, well, you know, traditionally... There's a structural weakness It would be in the center And then Gordon says Dave you said that you started from the center And then you built outward right Yeah So so Dave has Some Background in this But the problem is He started in the center In his heart And he's still <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing it um, uh, this is all just an elaborate metaphor for the fragility of the human, uh, emotional shell, like a seashell, that we all carry around us. His... We wish there was no weak spot to exploit, even if it means everyone could go home.
0: <laughs> His heart will go on, everyone. Maybe.
2: Near, far, wherever you are. Yeah, <laughs> you're like Celine Dion killed it.
0: I think. Uh, I think that. Yeah, uh, I think that does it. We we've, we've <laughs> seen two minutes of this movie. Yep. You, the listener, have a way better idea now than we did. We we had some. We are fortunate that our our minutes kind of tell their own little arc. We believe a lot happens in a half hour, but. We know Annie's trying to find Dave, and turns out she found Dave. She might find him in minute 24, but...
2: (laughs) The point is, he's here now. (laughs) These are the Daves we know we know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is... They pair well together, even though we have no idea what's going on with that dancing when it starts. And like you said, a lot could have happened in half an hour. But it does make its own little story.
0: Yeah. Like, if if we had minute, say, 51, that was potentially mostly dancing, oh. I don't know what it, what 51 is at all. But if we had that, it would be incomprehensible for the two minutes. We We are extraordinarily lucky, and I feel like it's giving me insight into the movie, but... If you asked me to say anything about the movie, I'd still say I don't really know. Cause all the answers we have are just answers that happen to, they happen to line up because of the minutes.
2: That's true. I mean, when you came up with the story, uh, if you for some reason didn't listen to minute 23, uh, Mike guessed it on the never ending minute without ever having seen the never ending story. And the story that you came up with about that minute, made per- made sense could have been right turns out it wasn't but for all we know we are totally off base we can't even see the base from where we are but we have made our own little story here and i like it
0: <laughs> okay so let's fight that monitor
2: <laughs> it's it's weird and lovely and I, I don't know, I, as someone who's done this experiment before, should I go watch the movie now, or am I just gonna be disappointed?
0: Uh, you know, it's a little of column A, a little of column B.
2: I'm kind of debating, I, I, part of me wants to, or I wonder if I might do it along with the podcast. Maybe experience it minute by minute.
0: Yeah, minute by minute, listening to people who all have a very, very limited knowledge, at best, of the, yeah. of the movie they're talking uh, they, about.
2: It. They did interview some people who worked on it, so those people, presumably, oh. know more than we do. <laughs> you
0: yeah. are like, that's cheating! <laughs> well, that's, that's a horse of a different color. Nice.
2: Could you imagine being the boom operator for the boom operator?
0: That would be so weird.
2: Ah. Lovely meta-movie making. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, supposedly eventually, I mean, I know I owe you a Wizard of Oz commentary track. Um, that we said we were going to put together for our Return to Oz Minute listeners. Uh, that is completed. It's all online. Every episode of wonderful Dorothy Oz weirdness that you could ever wish for. Uh, and the website, it's just Return to Oz right? I can only think of the one we got as a joke. <laughs> yep.
0: Or WeogTogPog.com. If you're listening to this podcast, though, just don't bother with the spelling. <laughs> <laughs> we're on Spotify, uh, iTunes, wherever you want, you can find it.
2: Yeah, if you go on MoviesByMinutes.com, we're on there. Um, the NeverEnding Minute is on there, which I co-hosted with Thomas Howith, and Mike's minutes, uh both when he came on and made up his own NeverEnding Story, and then during the credits. Uh, you can hear his reaction to the actual one. Uh, hopefully, soon, I don't know how long Dave Made a is, but I hope they have some very entertaining wrap-ups planned for you listeners. Um, and hopefully I'll be able to kidnap Mike to also be on MASH Minute, which is going to hopefully be at mashminute.com com. I uh, I've been a bad podcaster. I haven't bought my domain, but I will by the time this goes out, and I know that one's available. Um, but if you go on Twitter and just search Mash Minute, all one word, we'll have a link there um, once I get around to actually building a website. And it's about the movie because it's a movies by minutes show, uh, not the television show, although there are many all the references uh yeah not not a lot of magical whimsy in that one though i'll have to think about where is a good spot to drop you in as a guest
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a little more a little more serious
2: perhaps yeah but i'm really glad we can still do these fun random ones uh it's very different doing this minute or Dave made a minute project than, uh, doing Die Hard Minute where I'd seen that movie multiple times. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm, uh, I'm interested at some point to actually watch this Dave made a maze and see what it's all about.
2: This has all been an elaborate ruse by your podcast host extraordinaire to get the, uh, rental rates up for this movie
0: they're <laughs> oh, no. on to me
2: so we hope you are enjoying this has been Minute 52 you're almost an hour into this film good job you guys and uh, we will meet up with you all again somewhere in the internet and until then I'm Tierney Steele
0: and I'm Mike Carlucci.
2: and then I can probably disarm all the traps and then we can. I can finish this maze! Who is with me?
0: That was Tierney Steele and Mark Carlucci of Return to Oz Minute, taking on Minute 52 of Dave Made a Maze. They will not be back. Next time, on Dave Made a Minute, we've got me, Robert Black of Michael Myers Minute, taking out Minute 53.
1: Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is Diversion by The Equals featured in the film Dave Made a Maze and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is Leaving This Godforsaken Place and Her Presence is Strong Here by Parvis Decree. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dave Made a Minute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice, and check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening.
0: As long as we're all working together, this is going to be fun. It's going to be great. I need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today. Total. Wait, what?